Hi friends, welcome to the Dream With Me podcast. I'm Heather Burge, an entrepreneur for nearly half my life, and I'm so excited to help you break down your bucket list business goals into bite-sized steps. Do you have big dreams for your small business or side hustle, but have no idea how to actually set, let alone achieve your goals? Or are you a goal-setting, high-achieving numbers nerd like me who enjoys the process as much as the end result? Either way, this podcast is for you. Together, we will break down your goals in each bingeable episode with a simple acronym based around the word DREAM. I'll help you D, decide what you really want, R, reverse engineer what it takes to get there, E, embrace your numbers, A, ask for accountability, and M, make some momentum. Are you ready to dream with me today? Break out that notepad and your calculator and let's do this. Hi friends, yay. Today I am so excited to help you actually break down those big goals into smaller steps using a process called reverse engineering. Now that fancy word might kind of send you running, especially if you're not a numbers gal, but it's basically just a fancy way of saying, we're gonna break down your goals and figure out exactly what you need to make it happen and the actions and the steps that you can take to make your dreams come true. So this is something that I am super passionate about. It's something that I feel isn't talked about enough when it comes to goal setting. And I cannot wait to share all kinds of fun uh, and easy action steps that you can take to make this happen in your business. So one of the things I want to talk about, the word, I've already mentioned it at least once in one of the episodes because it was almost my word of the year. It's the word incremental. So I love this word because it basically means little by little. It, as James Clear that I've already talked about, he says that really your habits and your goals um, can be achieved by just really breaking them down into little small changes and little things you can do differently. So that's really what we're gonna spend our time focusing on today. So you may or may not have heard setting big goals or breaking them down referred to as a staircase where you're kind of taking step-by-steps to get to the top of the staircase. And while I do love and appreciate that visual, I think a more fitting (laughs) uh, example or visual would be a mountain and climbing a mountain. Because truly, sometimes, especially if you are like me and you're a big dreamer, uh, high achiever, you've got big goals. And it's not necessarily going to be as simple as just taking one linear step, one pathway to get there, equal little action steps along the way. More than likely, it's going to look like a big mountain, right? It's going to have lots of different paths to get there, right? Maybe not lots, but a few. There's going to be um, maybe the hard route. There's going to be the easy route. There's going to be the path that's uncharted. <laughs> and you're going to want to look for little cliffs and little crags and little little spots to climb along the way. And it, regardless, it will not be a direct path all the way to the top. So I want to start by sharing actually a story relevant to this because I just recently got back from our company's leadership retreat in Arizona. And Molly, who's one of my top leaders and one of my best friends, even outside of the business, she and I were trying to decide, like, should we go for a hike? There was this mountain nearby called Camelback Mountain um, that was pretty famous in the area. And even though I've, I've said this before, I'm more of an indoor girl, not so much an outdoor girl. Both of us just kind of felt like, you know what? Here we are in Scottsdale. We have this open time. Yes, we could sit by the pool, you know, drink beers and hang out and chill with our friends, or 
we could actually get out and see more of the place where we're visiting. And I'm so glad that we did. We went to Campbellback Mountain and there actually are two pathways to get to the top, but one was closed while we were there. So there was only one way to get there. And it was really funny because part of the way they considered it to be moderate. And then I guess maybe, I don't even know how far up the mountain, but partway up the mountain, it changed to extremely difficult. (laughs) So Molly and I, we knew regardless, we were going to hike for about an hour. That was our goal. We were like, all right, we've got an hour to do this. However, wherever that gets us, that's where we're going to go. And we're just going to be content with that because it's better than where we are now, which is sitting on the ground and not seeing that gorgeous view. And so we did it. We had so much fun. I mean, we were huffing and puffing a little bit (laughs) because even the, the first part of the hike was what they consider moderate. And we definitely had to stop and take breaths along the way. And more importantly, we had to stop and take in the gorgeous views. Oh my heavens, it was so beautiful um, all along the way. And if we had just like kept laser focusing in on getting to that top, or if we had spent the entire hour just climbing, it wouldn't have been as impactful if we hadn't stopped to really take in that view, document the moment with pictures, um, and really just enjoy the journey along the way. And sure enough, we got to the part where it said, hey, from this point forward, it's extremely difficult. And we said, you know what? I'm just going to be content with having had this experience. I'm going to be grateful that I chose to do this. And now I'm going to go move on to something else. (laughs) And it was just, it was so special. And I think that was such a great example of climbing that mountain. And it reminded me so much of my very favorite, uh, well, I say very favorite, favorite band, not necessarily my favorite song for my favorite band, but um, have you ever heard of Need to Breathe, the band Need to Breathe? If you haven't, you need to go listen. They are so incredible, and I am basically president of their fan club. <laughs> and they have a song called Mercy Shore that says, just over the ridge in front of you, another mountain that you'll have to climb. And I love that quote because it also says something really important when you're climbing mountains, especially climbing mountains in business, is I want you to keep in mind that even if you have a big goal, big dream that seems impossible, Maybe it's an income goal. Maybe it's a sales amount. Maybe it's to scale your business in some way, shape, or form. Even if it can seem impossible, I promise you there's probably something bigger (laughs) that someone else has already done. So I just want you to be very careful as you are focusing on the the goals that you're setting in these mountains that you're climbing. I want you to be aware that there's always going to be another mountain for you to climb. And I want you to be grateful for the mountain that you've chosen to climb today. So that's going to be another focus in the next episode, which is all going to be centered around embracing your numbers. And so be on the lookout for that in episode five next week. But today, once again, we're going to kind of focus on how to climb the mountain, how to look for the the little cliffs and the crags, and how to enjoy the journey along the way and celebrate the, the different milestones with setting your goals. So to start, we're going to talk about three different types of goals. And if you've been around this podcast or if you know me well enough, you know how obsessed I am with Cultivate What Matters and using their power sheets to help me set my goals uh, each year using this simple, it's really, it is kind of a planner, but it's really more of a vision caster where you can dig deep into your purpose and set really clear goals for your life over the next year and then break that down. But one of the things that they added to the planner or to the power sheets this year was setting three different types of goals. And those are big dream goals, finish line goals, and habit goals. 
And today I kind of want to take it a step further because I think they this is a brilliant way to break down the different types of goals. But I honestly think that they build on each other. And I think that it's important when you have big dreams for your business to break them down into finish line goals within that big dream. And then create habit goals related to those finish line goals so that you can achieve the big dream goals, if that makes sense. So I'm going to use a few examples today. And certainly this can apply to any big dream, no matter what business you are in yourself. But here's just a few that that come to mind that I know are typical for pretty much any entrepreneur, right? So one would be to retire your husband. I hear that a lot. (laughs) I know my husband, he also owns his own business. And while he enjoys it, I know he would love to have the freedom of, uh, you know, being able to do the things that he loves. And I know that that's a goal that, that is once again, a worthy goal because it uh, involves risk and it involves serving others, right? So as we talked about in episode two, was it? (laughs) So uh, big dream goal example number one would be retiring your husband. Big dream goal number two would be buying a big boat. So we talked about this in also in episode two, deciding on your worthy goals. That is one of my biggest goals right now is to, I envision us as a family having uh, this really big, beautiful sport fishing boat sitting right outside on our dock. And you can go back and listen to that episode if you want to learn more about that, that big goal. But could be a car, could be big boat, could be a house. There's so many different things that you might have um, that is oftentimes tied to something deeper in your life. But example number two would be buying a big boat. And then example number three would be becoming debt-free. This is something I know that is a a big goal, even if it's something that seems scary to focus on. I know this is a very, very common uh, reason or why, if you will, for people diving into business, which funny story, actually starting my business is what got me in debt. (laughs) Starting my second business is what got me out of debt, but that's another story for another day and I will certainly get to that. But becoming debt-free is certainly a big dream goal that your business can help you achieve. So then let's break down some finish line goals that are relevant to those big dream goals. So in the example of retiring your husband, the finish line goal, meaning what does that actually look like? What's the end game goal for that? would be to match his income, right? Like there's a clear amount that he brings in for your family that you would need to match, right? So it's a clear dollar amount that you would make that would replace that level of income. So match his income would be the finish line goal. For buying a big boat, um, the big boat that we want is about half a million dollars. It's $500,000, which is a lot of money, right? And it's going to take some time to get there. That's why it's a big dream. But nonetheless, there's a finish line, a clear marker of when I know that we can go and make that purchase, right? And that's save $500,000. And then for our number three example, becoming debt-free, a finish line goal for that would be to take Financial Peace University. So that's Dave Ramsey's course. Many of you guys know him. He Nobody does it better than Dave. I've been through Financial Peace University twice for myself. I've led it once, and I can tell you that the principles absolutely do work, especially if you are a spender like me, <laughs> someone who views something like a credit card or available credit on a credit card as money to spend. It will help you change your mind, or maybe if that's your spouse and you need a little help reining them in, it's definitely something I recommend doing together. But Financial Peace University is seriously a game changer that can absolutely help you become debt-free. So it's a finish line goal relevant to getting that boat. Okay. And then last is a habit goal. So a habit goal is just something that is a goal that you can do every day or every week, something that you're going to do or every month 
every quarter. Something that you're going to do every uh, in a rhythmic pattern that becomes consistent and becomes habitual, meaning something that sometimes you don't even know you're doing because it just becomes a habit. So specific to retiring your husband, it could be waking up early uh, and fitting in your side hustle or building your business with that extra hour that you have before your kids get up. Um, Another one would be to have date nights weekly with your hubby to kind of dream together so that when you are doing the hard things that are gonna be necessary, when you're climbing the mountain, you're climbing the mountain with him, right? You've got someone to cheer you on, to link arms with you, and to just help you align with you along the way. And again, that kind of comes with holding yourself accountable, which is going to be episode six. So get excited for that one. Okay. So the next one for buying a big boat would be uh, to like set a budget. Um, Basically, you would want to figure out exactly what it's going to take to become debt-free or to set a budget for what you're going to need to save to buy that big boat, right? So set a budget and track your spending. Another habit would be saving any excess money instead of spending. That would help you become debt-free. Another habit would be the 10-10-80 plan, which our church teaches, and I love it. It's uh, give 10, save 10%, and live off 80%. And I think that's always a great metric towards becoming debt-free because you're saving 10% of your income. But it's a habit that you have to get in the habit of doing, right? So Basically, what I'm saying is you can have these big dream goals that feel unattainable, and there are finish line goals that make up those big dream goals where you can kind of put a tangible amount or a, you know use that SMART acronym that we used uh, in episode three. And then the habit goals are what are going to help you make that happen and help you become the identity that we talked about in that episode of setting worthy goals as well. So even if you have a big dream goal, I want you to focus on starting with the finish lines along the way first. How exactly is that big dream broken down? Okay, so let's focus on the first example of retiring your husband. Say you are a leader in network marketing like me, or you're considering joining a company. What income level would allow you to retire your husband? So most companies have what's called an income disclosure statement that allows you to see what people are actually making and what ranks within that company. A rank is just a fancy way of saying a level of where you get paid and what the structure is like in their compensation plan to allow you to get paid. I was so excited. Our company, we're still a newer company and we just came out with ours I think two weeks ago, the very first one. And I was so excited because I've actually tracked this income data through surveys on our team because again, that's just my passion. That's what I bring bring to the table and I've had so much fun doing it. But now it's awesome that our company actually does it for the company as a whole. And that income disclosure is so helpful for, for people to know what it takes to get to their goals. And not everybody, in fact, most people are going to be happy with just the you know the smaller levels. In fact, we did a little webinar or seminar, uh, a live presentation, a panel interview. I guess that was last week, and we invited people to share what which of the ranks would be life changing for them. And it was actually some of the lower levels that would really make an impact. And just like I've shared, when I decided to do the business that I'm in now and the business that I had when I <laughs> when I first started the traditional business. It was always to make an extra $2,000 for myself and my family. And 
in network marketing specifically, there are certainly income levels beyond that. And looking at that income disclosure statement is going to help you determine what finish line rank would allow you to have that level of income, if that makes sense. Another thing that is so important with that is success leaves clues. So more than likely there are people, well, if there aren't people doing it, there wouldn't be someone on the income disclosure statement, right? But the people on that income disclosure that are at those ranks, there's someone probably in your upline, someone in your sideline, and I guarantee they'd be happy to help you break down what it took for them to get there, meaning how many, we call them teamies in our company, teamies, uh, but how many how many people have they enrolled both directly and as a team as a whole? Uh, what are their tip, what's their typical sales volume, right? Like how much do they sell? What percentage of that is, is their total income? How long did it take to get there? That's one of the things I love about our company's income disclosure statement is it does break down the average time, the early, the quickest time, and then the longest time that it has taken people to get to those different rank levels. So it can help you visualize how long it takes on average to get there, if that makes sense. So that's a perfect example of a finish line. If you are looking to replace your husband's income or set a certain income level goal in your business, big or small, you can look at that and determine exactly what rank you would need to hit in order to achieve that amount of income. Now, if you are in traditional business, like I was, if you have a small business, an Etsy shop, um, maybe, you know, an online boutique, you can look at this, um, in terms of multiplying your current results. So your number of sales, your income, uh, the quantity sold by 10%. So take where you are now, multiply it by 1.1 and figure out how long it'll take to get there. So you can make it a goal to grow your business, say 10% monthly or 10% quarterly or yearly, whatever it looks like for you. And then break that down from that income side of it to figure out exactly how long it's gonna take to get there. So this, this kind of makes sense no matter what business you're in. Now, going back to the big dream goal of saving a certain finite amount of money to purchase something. So again, my example's a boat. Yours might be a house or a car. Before you can save, in my example, half a million dollars, you've got to save $1,000. You've got to save $10,000. You've got to save $100,000, right? So breaking that big, scary number of half a million dollars down into smaller chunks that are still finish line goals, meaning there's something that you've got to get to in order to get to the big game goal. That's how you're going to do that. So for me, I set a budget each and every month for my business and personally, and I also set a goal for that. And I just broke mine down this past week and my way that I am taking my finish line goal to get towards that big dream of buying that boat is to save $150,000 this year from my, my own personal, of course, my husband and I would probably buy the boat together, but still, (laughs) I have figured it out where if I stick with this budget and I stick with my current level of income that's not even growing, I can save that money towards buying that boat this year. And so that's my goal and my example of doing that. Now, if you are looking to go the debt-free route and you're looking to pay off a big amount of debt, that's probably going to be another totally different way of of thinking. And you're going to have to kind of take some other steps. And again, I totally recommend Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University and how to get there. But the finish lines, that's basically what the entire principle is based on from FPU, as we call it, are the seven baby steps, which are essentially just finish lines within the big dream of becoming debt-free. 
So I'll quickly go over them, but like I said, I would highly recommend you sign up for a Financial Peace University class. A lot of local churches do them. You can go online. You can even read a couple of his books, really talk about it. Uh, But the seven baby steps, just as a summary, is step one, get $1,000 in the bank as soon as possible. Step two, pay off all debt except for the house using what he calls the debt snowball. Step three, save three to six months in expenses, which he calls an emergency fund. And step four is save, or I'm sorry, invest 15% towards retirement. Step five is save for your kid's college. Step six is pay off your home early. And step seven is proudly where my husband and I are today, which is build wealth and give. And I'm telling you, because I know this coming from having literally over $200,000 or I guess just shy of $200,000 in credit card debt when I had my, my traditional business, I know that this is possible because these are the steps along with some other circumstantial things along the way that I 100% attribute to the Lord, not to my own doing. But I know that these steps work because I these are the steps that I took that I view as the gift and the action steps and the wisdom from the Lord to make it happen. So that's your finish line if you want to become debt-free. So the other thing to remember with, again, we've got your finish line goals. That's what's breaking down your big dream goals. But for each finish line goal that you set, what are some of the habits, some habit goals that you can focus on in order to improve your process? So the process is your day-to-day systems. It's the action steps that you're taking consistently to again, become that person, that identity that achieves these big goals and big dreams. Because if you do want to scale your business in any way, shape, or form, whether that's in network marketing, whether you're in traditional retail, brick and mortar, whether you want to scale your online business, you have to have systems in order to scale. We'll do an entire episode on that and the importance of systems, and we'll talk more about systems in the Momentum episode coming up in just a few weeks. But let's talk about specifically to goal setting and reverse engineering some examples for our big dream examples, right, of some habits that you can focus on to improve your process. So one of them would be waking up early. So we've talked about this a little bit already. If you haven't ever read the book Miracle Morning, it's a good one. It's so, 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 so good. But getting yourself into that habit and that discipline of just waking up again before your family giving yourself some extra time to do whatever it is that you feel like you need to integrate into your life to become the person that you want to be, waking up early can help you do that. Another one would be date nights with your hubby to dream together. So again, I kind of think we talked about this a little bit, but this is something that uh, I have done and has just been an awesome way to get alignment with, with my husband. So that's a habit that you can focus on. In any business that you are online, posting daily on social media and sharing your journey or your product or your story or your process each and every day is a great habit to get into. So for me, I work with a makeup company. My habit is every time I do my makeup, which is hilarious because it still probably is only a couple days a week. (laughs) But when I do my makeup, I always document it in some way. So that might look like a before and after or a quick sped up video, or I'll hop on live and, and do my makeup with my virtual friends, right? But I just get into the habit of documenting anytime I actually do my makeup since that's specific to my business. And it certainly has been one of the key factors in helping me grow my business in a makeup related network marketing company. So post daily on social media. 
Next would be write down your goals each week. So it's been highly proven that if you write down your goals, you're more likely to work towards them and you're more likely to attain and achieve them. And I think this should be done weekly. And this is a great habit to get into because it's going to clearly, once again, help you break down what you want. So say you want to sell $10,000 in your traditional business, network marketing business, team, whatever it is, $10,000. If you break that down into monthly, well, of course, as much as I love math, I can't do math in my head. So we're going to need to bust out that calculator to figure out what 10000 well, wait, 10,000 divided by four would be 2,500. I can do that math in my head. Look at me. See, I don't even need my calculator, but that would be 2,500 a week, right? So that would be selling $2,500 a week. But writing that goal down in your planner is a habit that's going to help you get there, right? Side note on that, because I feel compelled to talk about this and I think this is a relevant spot for it. Say you, um, perfect example, if I wanted to sell $2,500 in a week in my business, my average sale is about $200, right? So I know that. And so $2,500 divided by $200 is da, 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 12 and a half. So that means I would need 12 and a half sales each week. Now, $10,000 in a month is a big dream goal. I don't focus on doing that in one month. <laughs> but if, if I did, that would I would know very, very clearly exactly the amount that I would need to sell. And I guarantee you if I wrote down that number, like 13 customers this week, that would be something that would move that finish line forward. Does that make sense? Next up is another habit is time block. So this is huge. This is how like even recording this podcast today, it is again, one one thing that I'm integrating into a busy life of being a mama, running my own network marketing business. And so the way that I do it is a time block. I literally put on my calendar that I was going to be focusing on this podcast for two hours of this week, and I have it as a standing appointment in my calendar. So time blocking is something that is a great habit to get into. Another one, another habit is delegating. So this is something I'm trying to work on because once again, one of the reasons why you have to have systems in order to scale is you can't do this by yourself and you can't tell somebody else what to do unless you have a system of what it is that you're doing. So delegating either to an employee or to a virtual assistant, something along those lines is is what is going to help you tackle the little things that you've systematized that someone else could help you with. And it's a great skill and habit to develop. And then lastly would be set a budget, my friends. So budgeting monthly and tracking your spending, because basically a budget is just telling your money where to go, right? And the way to do that First is to track where you're already spending money. (laughs) And Dave would say it's okay to have a budget to spend on whatever you like. In fact, my husband, I call him my CFO, and that's what works for us in our business is he manages all the money, and he gives me an account that's like Heather Fund Money, and he's like, Heather, you could drive down the highway, throw that cash out the window, do whatever you want with it, and it's okay because that is money that was budgeted and delegated towards fun things, whatever it is that I want to purchase on. And it's so funny because even as a natural spender, what I still spend <laughs> still spend a lot of the money that's in there but once again I've got that boat in my mind and I'm like I'm gonna save some money we're gonna make this happen but budget monthly tracking your spending is another healthy habit that's gonna help you get to those finish line goals and then lastly I want to share some homework with you guys as we wrap up today because I believe strongly that I don't just want you to consume and listen to this advice I want you to take action on it and take little simple steps from each episode that you can do in one day, you can do over time. And today's homework is I want you to 
go back to the big dream that you've set if you've listened to the previous episodes what did you decide that you want and if you did the homework in the last episode you know that you should break that down even further by uh, by going to uh, sevenlevelsdeep.com and figuring out why you really really want it but I want you to come up with a finish line goal for each quarter of this year tied to your big dream goal So you have a big dream, you have a big goal, I want you to come up with a finish line goal for each quarter. So end of March, end of June, end of of September, and end of December. So how can you break down that big dream into a finish line goal that you can clearly see? And then the second step I want you to do is I want you to review your spending and your income that you have right now because that's going to be a big factor in embracing your numbers, right, is knowing exactly where you are right now in terms of income. So again, that can be total for your business, total for your team, total for um, your personal sales, can be total for your income, but I want you to review your budget and your current spending and income, so income and expenses. And I want you to set a budget. I know this is a big one and this might take some time, but I promise you, if you do this, it can make so many amazing changes in your life. So I use an app called Way. Well, it's not an app. It's, well, maybe it's an app, but it is a website. (laughs) I need to look and see if they have an app actually, but I use the website. It's Wave, W-A-V-E, apps, A-P-P-S, waveapps.com. And it's free. It is amazing. It is totally free. And it's a game changer. And I actually have one, so you can you can hook it up to your bank account. And I even use a local bank and it works. But you can hook it up to your bank account and it'll import all of your expenses. And I have one for my business and then I have a whole separate account that's still free for my personal uh, or for our family, I should say. And I track them both and come up with a budget for the year and for each month. And I do it, uh, now I kind of have a consistent now that I've done the budget, I have a consistent one pretty much each month, but I still review it each month or as often as I can. So I want you to review your spending, set a budget, my friends. Okay, so I hope this has been helpful in helping you break down your goals. We will dive in further in future episodes on reverse engineering in a lot more deeper levels, but this is a great way to start with those big dreams, help break them down. So if you know somebody who needs this help, send them this episode or screenshot this and share it to your stories. And I hope and pray that this has been helpful for you today. And I can't wait to see you achieve these big dreams in this year, in this quarter, and in the next five years and in your life. Yay! Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode inspired you in any way, it would mean the world for you to share it with a friend or even take a screenshot for your stories. Just tag me at Heather K. Burge on Insta or shoot me a message to let me know what you thought about today's episode. And don't forget to check out heatherkburge.com for more information. Sending y'all big hugs and gratitude for dreaming with me today.